Welcome to the Human Size Leader Podcast, where we discuss the human side of leadership. I'm Zach. And I'm Crystal. And today we're going to talk about communication styles and our stories. So have, have you, as a listener, have you ever communicated something and thought it went so well? And on the other side of it, found out it didn't go as well as you thought. Because that's happened to Crystal and I. <laughs> yeah, it happened to me yesterday. And I was having um, this conversation with a, a person I, I'm up here with, I work with. And we it was good. It was about something that we were trying to figure out the tension of a, of a project transition, right? And I thought, so we had some conversation. They shared what they were struggling with. I shared what I was struggling with. And I was like, Oh, I get what you're saying now. And so this is on a, this is on a format where we were sending messages back to each other. Um, so you have some time to like, you're not right there in the moment with people. And I'm like, I was so excited about the breakthrough. I thought I had like, I get what you're saying. You gave me some information that helped me see it differently. And I'm like, Oh, we can really, you know, I'm like, I'm even like, I'm being humble. I think I even said in the message, I'm like, you know, I'm trying to like, I'm going to lay down my preconceptions here. Look at me. I'm, tr- I'm transforming right in front of your eyes. <laughs> but, um, when I sent that message and the person sent back, it wasn't like the, the celebration I thought it was going to be. It was a few things I had said, they were kind of caught by and were like, Oh, you know, I don't know that that was what I meant. And, and the whole celebration of what I was so excited about got lost on what had hit them, which was totally something oblivious to me because they have a different perspective. And they, I, I feel like sometimes with depending on style and sometimes it relates to our own stories or things that we have, um, emotion about that 5% of a message can consume the other 95% that might be amazing (laughs) or good. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. And, you know, we were talking about before we recorded that one of the things that I do with new new employees is we talk about communication we talk about drama we, we talk about all sorts of things because surprise um with humans those things have happen right mm-hmm. they goes wrong there's drama there's miscommunication and one of the communication tools to remember is there's intention right so as a communicator you're intending to communicate something and then there's impact and sometimes these things align right we communicate mm-hmm. what we're supposed what we're trying to communicate to someone, but then there's sometimes where, where intention and impact do not meet. And as a leader, it's more beneficial when we know, right? <laughs> when, yeah. when we know when intention and impact have not been met. And thankfully you have uh, a good enough relationship with that peer, right? Mm-hmm. Crystal, that they yeah. let you know that impact did not, meet your intention, right? Yeah. And actually I should say with this situation, you know, we have a pretty good communication relationship. So it wasn't like off railing. It was more continued, like, let's figure this out. But what was nice is that we've done some work together as a team on, um, capable life, which we talk about and just communication of like, how do we make sure that we're going past our communication flaws and And this person actually, to their credit, said, hey, this is what often what's going on inside of me doesn't come out correctly on the outside. And I want to make Mm -hmm. sure that, you know, this is this is actually what, you know, the level of emotion I was feeling. And this is uh, here's some things that may not have been clear. And so they did that work, which we can all have the power to do that, you know, to to clarify. Um, It can come both ways. Right. You know, you can ask for clarity or you can, you know, choose to use your tools and say, hey, I want you to know, like I usually communicate in a rigid you know, deliberative way, but that's actually not how I feel, but that may have been how I communicated it. 
Yeah, that's great. And really, the more emotional we are about something or the more emotional someone is about something, either side of that, right? The, um, when we get into anxiety, that's the better way to say it. When we get into anxiety, right? We're, we're in that fight, flight, or freeze mode. And, mm-hmm. and our brains are processing things much worse than normal. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's, that's why intention impact can get really skewed. Um, in yeah. fact, Crystal, you and I have both done uh, marriage coaching where uh-huh. a big piece is when we're feeling emotional about someone, right? That there's a, something, there's a speaker and there's a listener and the listener's job is to communicate back what they're heard, right? They're, yeah. they're active listening because intention impact can be, can be miles apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just like that whole layer of like, we can never assume we know what's going on inside of a person. And it's wonderful. The more that all of us get better about, uh, understanding our own communication style that we may come off as some of the terms, um, from capable life is like fluid or deliberative. You may talk, um, very deliberatively, but that may not be what you're meaning to communicate that I've made all these decisions and, but people who don't know you or have a different style, they may hear you say that, like, I think it's a the right idea to build a building on the corner of whatever street. And you're, you're just like throwing out a blue sky idea and they're like, Oh my gosh, we have to make this happen now <laughs> because they're fluid. But like, I, I back to that whole idea. We talk about all the time about being curious and not making assumptions. Like we, I think, there's one part of communicating the content and then there's a part of making sure this is what you're saying, you know, I'm saying it yeah. in a different term, but, and making sure that content makes it to the other side with the same impact that it was intended with the same content that it was intended, which means it has to go through this whole layer of someone's filtering process in their story and their assumptions and all that. So. Yeah. And the more you're in relationship with people, like I know, um, Crystal, where you work, because I used to work there, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that you take uh, personality profile tests and you, and a bunch of different different tests. And when so when I would go meet with someone, I would grab their personality profile and look at it because mm-hmm. it was just helpful. And so when I was deliberate in that way, um, it really helped intention impact to match, right? And right. so and we getting curious about when we don't have those tools, right? We we need to be even more curious with with those yeah. we're around. Because for an example, um, my wife is deliberate. When she says something, it will it will get done. Like yeah, she says yeah. it. It happens. Yeah. I am a dreamer, and I speak concretely when I'm blue sky dreaming. And so <laughs> I never like the stuff that I say. I'm going to get done on a weekend never happens. Right. I maybe get half of it done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just as listening to you, I I have to correct something. When I was saying deliberate, I meant a rigid. So deliberate is like you really take time to think through something and make sure when you say it, you know, or like, and rigid is more like you communicate in a rigid way. That's um, maybe not. Yes. Yeah. And I'm one more thing on that, like when you're talking about the personality profiles, because we did work together, we did have same tools and stuff. And like just a human reality moment for me <laughs> is like, you, you are very good with those things. There are some other people on our team that are really good about in taking all those tools and being able to decipher them. Like I'm not so good at that. I have a hard time like digging in and like 
assimilating that type of information. So a lot of it's more intuitive for me. And, but Mm -hmm. like I, and I learn from people who are better at that, but a lot of it in the moment, just for those people on the ground, like me, like just learning the basic skills of like trying to ask questions and not be too quick. Like, and then this other, these other tools are great, but like, I don't have that. Uh, what would you say? Like, uh, people have like a tendency to be better at things. I don't have that. Um, predisposition to be really good at assimilating that type of information. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't utilize that information or just utilize the skills of trying to understand somebody or make sure that they understood you through their filter. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good, Crystal. And I would just say the more we, um, the more it's a high stakes. So this is, um, the higher stakes, the conversation, the more, this should be a face to face thing. Mm, where yeah. you're in a room, you can read someone so that body language, tone of voice, like communication um, is three parts. You know, it's the words we use, it's the tone of voice we use, and it's the the body language we have. And mm-hmm. so, so the more crucial conversation, the more it should be face to face. Yeah. Like, please, as a leader, do not text a conversation <laughs> that make make you feel better because you can like think yeah. and put your words out there right uh-huh. in a text or an email but um face to face when possible is better and if you need to write it out great like that's fine but be in the room with them because yeah. um, r- really that has helped that has saved me yeah. in that intention impact right yeah. And I have made the mistake of sending a crucial conversation through an email because I thought it, uh, because I, it was easier for me to put together the words of this difficult right. thing, but it didn't, it didn't go well. And it took the conversation afterwards to fix the situation anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the, the hardest thing about this is really to have good communication to have from start to finish, um, takes work because humans are dynamic people it, more work, the, the more intense and the more critical as you're saying, but it takes work. And I think sometimes we don't make time for that or the work is off putting or seems overwhelming. Um, but it's worth it at the end of the day. And I would even say like in a simple situation, there's oftentimes, um, I experience this all the time where something simple, like I'm saying simple, like, you we're going to change this simple task that we do as a team and someone will get really um obstinate to it like will really resist it and you're like what the heck like this is like not a big deal from my perspective like why <laughs> why are you just being so difficult right now but you why know you think you about it yeah the reality <laughs> is they're probably not just trying to like upset there are people that are always trying to push against things that's a whole other issue right but like there's something underneath that. And it's easy when it's even a simple thing to be like, just get over it, do it. But how valuable it is to take a moment and say like, why is this, why is this hard for you? Or what is, um, why do you feel like this is going to be difficult? Whatever the question could be, because I've found that even those simple tensions that don't make sense, especially when something doesn't make sense, there's something off. That's what I've come to learn. Like if if someone's reaction to something is like, you're like, this is insanity. It's because something is amiss underneath. And often when I've investigated that, it's been a really good experience of like something I had no idea. Um, often it, not often, but sometimes it is like seemingly unrelated. You're like, 
how did this get, <laughs> but it did, but like, it's worth it for the long-term development or relationship with people because you have a more factual understanding of them instead of just reacting to reactions. And you actually, I think sometimes create a person that's not them in your assessment of them. If you're not doing that, cause you're just taking all these surface inaccurate informations, filtering them through your own story and your own perspective. And now you've characterized someone as someone they may not be, which just exasperates the problem. <laughs> yeah. So last night, for example, my nine-year-old, um, she has to read 20 minutes a day and write down what she was reading. And, um, my wife was communicating, you need to, you need to read this book. You need to write it. And she wanted to read a different book. And uh, Rachel was like, no, I need you to finish what you start. There's another book um, mm -hmm. that you started. You need to finish that. And um, it became this overblown thing. Well, we found out later, my daughter thought she had to finish the other book and read the other one. And it was like hours of reading. And that was just, that's what she was imagining. But it, it was like, no, 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 do your 20 minutes on this book. And so that's just another example of like this communication mishap and being curious instead of getting mad. Because my wife yeah. and I last night, we were both upset. It's like, you are over-exaggerating such a minor thing. And uh -huh. it could have turned into a huge thing instead of going, I see that upset you. What about that was upsetting? Yeah. I, and her first response, because she's a nine-year-old, was, um, I hate to read. Well, she <laughs> hates to read for hours. So yeah. 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 I think that this is even apparent if we were just to take a moment, investigate in ourselves how hard it is to be honest sometimes or to know what's going on. I know in me, like there's often times where there's things I don't like. So I avoid investigating or admitting them. Like I may not want to commit to something because I don't trust the person's going to be able to follow through with it, or I feel disrespected, but I don't like that. I feel that way. And so I'm caught up myself in the surface of like, this isn't, you know, a good idea or whatnot. Um, and I think it's harder, the more intimate of a relationship or the more long-term or committed, whether you've worked with a team for a long time or you're in, you know, in your relationship with your family, um, those emotions I think are more intense sometimes that are more intense and more nuanced because there's like these layers of experience underneath them. Um, or even to whatever you might be leading, like, you know, with your pizza franchise, if they came in and said, Hey, we're going to make this whole huge change. And we're going to become a Hawaiian only pizza place, you know, like you're going to have problems <laughs> with that. Right. But that's a bad example. Cause it's just a bad idea. But like <laughs> anyone that hates pineapple on pizza was just like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Or the fear of failure. Like, you know, the fear, if we do this, it's going to cause this, um, you know, there's more solid answers to that, but I know we're trying to keep the time so we can close up here, but yeah, I, I like that. And I want to just add something to that crystal. Cause um, I have found the most effective for me is to have baseline questions for these moments in advance, because if otherwise I'm too emotional in the moment, and um, especially when I'm the I'm the one that's taken it right to an, an anxiety level yeah. in the communication intention impact. Um, if I'm not prepared with questions. Um, it goes south much more often. And so um, as a leader, I think the next step would be just prepare questions to ask yeah. to make sure intention impact is matched. Yeah. And, yeah. and start there be because um, like 
like when I'm on the receiving end and it's something that doesn't hit right, right in my heart. Um, uh-huh. One of the, one of the easy questions is what are more of a statement, but it, it still helps, right? Quite. It still helps shelve out the question is what I hear you saying. Yeah. Um, because that's letting them know if intention impact was met. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, that's so, good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And a lot of times what I hear you saying, you can't say what I hear you saying is I'm a jerk, right? You have to really be like, <laughs> like, um, what I hear him saying, like really draw yeah. it out. And so that's a lot just of that's practice. Yeah. yeah. That, Would you say even and, no, go ahead. Practicing and just like even <laughs> this might be silly, but practicing even when it's not that big of a deal or you might not need to do it for conflict, but just, you know, practicing, investigating um people's perspective yeah like the place i care the most about unity is within my marriage and so that's mm-hmm. something my wife and i definitely we practice um yeah and together is what i hear you saying and it's really yeah. been effective so caveat to that like i was just thinking about you said your spouse a, a situation that we had a difficult conversation me and my husband recently and he was you know asked me how i was doing and then i realized i didn't ask him you know, like, how are you feeling about it? And I realized I didn't want to because it had been <laughs> difficult and I feel like it was still difficult. And like, I, I really did have a like battle and usually I'm not muted about things like that, but I remember, I was like, it was very emotional and hard to ask him like how he was doing. Cause I didn't necessarily want to know the response. Um, and I think that happens a lot in other ways of like, sometimes it's hard to ask for feedback or how people think things are going, um, or, or their perspective of it, because it's hard when you, there's a fear of it's going to cause me more problems. Um, so there is a risk to it and there is a way to that, but the more you do it, the less, um, intense (laughs) it'll be, um, I believe, yeah. No, that's good. That's good, Crystal. We do not want to put uh, people in a double bind, which is that no matter what they do, right, it, it can be the wrong decision, right? And so yeah. you don't want to ask someone when you don't want the answer. And I've yeah. done that recently um, where yeah. I asked the person was honest and that honest answer upset and hurt me. Yeah. And, so, and it's like, they were danged if they do, danged if they don't, because... Um, yeah. I would also be upset if they were dishonest. And so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we need we need to be very careful in that in that arena. So thank yeah. thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. And I would say, ho- like, a hope for today is that to really get in a positive movement towards this, the best thing we could do is start investigating with ourselves, like trying to understand when things hit us the wrong way. Or when we're uncomfortable with something, asking us what's underneath it. Because I think that not only gives us a practice of valuing those layers of what's going inside of us and others, but also it may help us to deal with some stuff that could be those landmines when we have to have hard input back. Um, It could give us a framework for being a little more stable in knowing ourselves when we have to bear those hard um, conversations or input. Yeah, so true. So communicating something that we're going to uh, get right sometimes, we're going to get wrong sometimes. So just like every week, we want you to know to continue to fail forward. You got this. Thanks for joining us on the Human Size Podcast. We hope you enjoyed yourself.
Next time, Crystal and Zach talk about leading while hurting. There are seasons where we are hurting, but still need to lead. Crystal and Zach talk about their experiences with this issue. Now have a fantastic week.